What's up, everyone? Welcome to Jeff Needs Sports. This is the Buckeye Remix. And if you're wondering uh, how a win can make me look like this guy the next day, you're you're about to find out. What's going down, everyone? Uh, this is a victory Sunday. Uh, you know, if you're, you know, you know me, I grade the Buckeyes based on, you know, that they can win a championship. I base them on the fact that you know, they, they should be a really good team. Um, yesterday's game against Nebraska wasn't the best. It, it was a win. So I, I will say this. I will preface this by saying anybody that knows me, if you're a, you know, a win's a win crowd, uh, it doesn't matter, tough victory, and judging them against all the other teams in the country, uh, you're going to struggle with the show. But I would ask you to stick with me. Uh, I'm not, not going to be com- completely uh, you know, out of my mind here. So, um, so here we go. Uh, first of all, Jeff Needs Sports, find it anywhere you get your podcast. If you're listening to this, I appreciate it. If you're watching this, you know, I appreciate it. Uh, all the fans and everybody I interact with through the week. And you can find me on Twitter at jhunt006. My live shows are there. I'm on Facebook, you know, Jeff Needs Sports. You can find my lives there. YouTube, you know, Jeff Needs Sports. So I'm, I'm everywhere. So I, I appreciate it. You know, any, any everybody that watches, listens, and basically just puts up with me, uh, including my wife. Shout out to her. I uh, hope she had a great weekend. I'm looking forward to seeing her this afternoon. And uh, so here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the rundown. We got the overview. And essentially, it's this. This is the. This is it. We got the win, which was important because you know we all know that the Buckeyes, you know, got a favorable ranking by the committee, so they're in good shape for the college football playoff. So they did get a win. They also failed the eyeball test, and I, I, w- I will argue with anybody that says they didn't. Um, basically, it's like this: they, they're still wasting possessions. That is my giant takeaway from the Buckeyes this year: is they're wasting possessions. It looks like they're within seconds of blowing a team out of the water and then they they don't get a short fourth down or they don't get an easy third down pickup and have to punt or a, a, a dumb turnover. I mean, you know, thank goodness Ruggles has done really well this year when he's had the chances. And the difference yesterday was we took three points a few times when we should. We won the game by nine. That was the difference in the game instead of – but just these empty possessions, especially early in a game when the offense looks fine. I mean, the receivers are still open. Everybody's – it, it, everything looks the same. It's not like here's what here's my problem with these empty possessions. It's not like Stroud is getting blasted from the backside. It's not like you know the receivers can't find a hole. It's typically just tiny little things, and um, they uh, it, it's just silly mistakes or or they don't execute right, and then they then all of a sudden they're off the field, especially when they get in the they get. I won't even the Buckeyes the way they play. I mean the red zone. Let's say it extends to the 30, 35 yard line. They can score from anywhere on the field, really. And when they're driving down the field and they've got a team down like let's say ten points, and you're like, okay, this is the one. Or they've got them down seven. You know they've got them down 13, 14 like yesterday. You know this is the one. And then they'll have an empty possession in a couple in a row. And I believe yesterday they started off the game with three three empty possessions in a row. They just get field goals. That's another nine points. And all of a sudden, this is an 18-point game. And we're having a whole different conversation this morning. So that was my takeaway is we're still just wasting, you know, these possessions. And I need the – I just want to, you know, I'll just go on a tangent here about the rationalization. Like all, I've, all I'm seeing is, well – you know, it's because the Buckeyes got to play at noon yesterday. You know, the whole country, it's not just Buckeye fans that are hard on. The whole country sees that there's deficiencies, that there's problems, considering they're the fifth best team in the nation. 
And all we hear is, well, Nebraska, we keep hearing about how well Nebraska played against these other good teams. I understand that. But Nebraska also lost those games. Nebraska is also not a playoff team. Nebraska also lost the teams that we're going to play. So I'm not saying that Nebraska was a terrible team and that you got to, everybody's like, oh, you, you just, Jeff, you just think that we should blow everybody out by 30. No, but when you, but I think you should win. You should control the game. They never controlled that game yesterday. I don't care if they, they won by nine or not. They maybe the second quarter, not too bad, but still they never control the game. So like, if you win a game by nine, but it's because Nebraska scores late trying to catch up and they run out of time, that is a different victory than than Nebraska having a shot to to win the game with the ball. Like that, those are completely two different conversations. So then everybody watches the Alabama game last night against LSU. Alabama struggles against the four and four LSU team. Whatever you think, you know this this then this brings up the whole wealth. It wasn't if it, since it's LSU, you know they're giving them all kinds of kind of. I, I don't care what Alabama did last night. I really don't. Um, what Alabama did, you know, four hours after Ohio State finished playing Nebraska has no effect on how I feel about Ohio State going forward. I don't, I don't get that rationalization of like, see, we didn't play that bad because Alabama played LSU bad. No, no, both teams could have played bad. I don't think Alabama fans were, you know, looking at Ohio State like, oh man, Ohio State, they struggled with Nebraska. So that's fine that we had to hang on versus LSU. Like it did, that doesn't make any sense. Like they're, you're not even playing this. If they're even playing the same opponent. Okay. Like, you know, back to back, like if you want to compare, you know, Michigan state versus Nebraska, high state versus Nebraska, that makes some sort of sense, but just, you know, Cincinnati struggles against Tulsa. Then all of a sudden, why, why, why does that make Ohio state's execution against Nebraska better? It doesn't, it does not. I, I, you know, I watch it and, you know, I watch it in a bubble. Like I watch the Ohio State versus the team they played, and I watch the execution, I watch the mistakes, and I watch all that. So I don't get this whole oh well, another team did bad, so the Ohio State's win was better. It doesn't make any sense to me. So sorry about the tangent, but I just it, it's it just really gets under my skin. And you know, I just want to be clear: I judge this team based on want to win a championship. Forty six years old now, I you know I don't have another hundred years, you know, to to hope Ohio State you know, gets there from time to time. I want one every year. This team is good enough to go to the playoffs. That's what I expect out of them. I think they expect it out of them. I think Ryan Day expects it out of them. I know that all the coaches' paychecks expect it out of them. The recruits expect it when they go there. So I don't understand why all of a sudden now we're not allowed to judge them based on playoff contention. We have to judge them based on, well, they're pretty good. No, I'm not doing it. Sorry. Uh, my knee jerk was the team lacked intensity again yesterday. An another decent opponent. I mean, just a decent opponent. And they lacked it. The killer instinct. They lacked intensity. Uh, the, you know, it just you can see it. Uh, you know, the offensive line is not playing mean. You know, Stroud plays too laid back. You know, he looks rattled. Like as soon as the game starts, um, you know, I'm going to be a little hard on Stroud today. Again, this is the football field part of Stroud. Not this isn't his personal life. He's probably going to be a fine whatever he does, doctor, lawyer. I don't whatever he wants to do in life, he'll be fine at it. Uh, probably not. <clears throat> but anyway, so. They uh, the D does look better, a little more aggressive. Uh, they're fill. I, I like. I I'm I'm going with the zone. I'm fine. I know everybody. I'm. This is kind of a split decision. Like a lot of people think they need to run more man. I think they're starting to mix the man coverage and zone a little more, especially with, um, you know Burke out there. Got a little scared yesterday when him and uh, uh, Brown were both down, but. Uh, they're they're covering better in their zones. They're picking up people through their zones a little better. Safeties are still getting confused and still give up two huge plays, but we'll talk about that in the defense later. But all in all, the D looks better. So that that was very uplifting yesterday because I think Nebraska's offense is pretty sound. I think holding them to 17 points and in the way that they did looked pretty good. 
But the, my main knee jerk is, especially we got Purdue, Michigan State, Michigan coming up. This team is not ready for the stretch run. They have not figured out, you know, how to, you know, step on teams next. They haven't figured out exactly who they are on offense. The running game is going backwards. This team is not ready for the next three games, and the teams they play in, I believe, are. I know Michi- Michigan State lost yesterday. But they've been now. That's two games that they're battle tested. They're figuring it out. They've been smacked in the mouth, and they know how to respond. Um, you know, Purdue is 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 aggressive. They're playing like one of the best teams in the country right now. I don't I don't care about the records. I know what I see on the field. Purdue is playing really really good football, and they do a lot of things that will expose Ohio State. So it is. I, I know. I know it. You know it. Ohio State coaching staff knows it. Purdue is coming for blood uh, next Saturday night, and if this and if this Ohio State team plays as laid back and as chill as they've been playing for what maybe a month now, uh, big trouble, big trouble. So, uh, but but that that being said, um, you know they they still it's it's little fixes that can they can put this team over the top and blow somebody out. They still have that ability. They have a gear that a lot of teams don't have. That's the most important thing to remember. They have a gear that a lot of teams don't have. Um, on the offense, let's talk about the offense real quick. Uh, they can't establish the run anymore. It's a, you know, a lot of it's because they're, they're still trying to run RPO, but every linebacker in the country knows that Stroud's not going to keep it. That's a conversation we'll have here in a second. Um, so therefore they're just, they're key. They keep, they take, they read their keys and they go in and they're at, they're at Henderson's. It's, you know, it takes so long for these, you know, these mesh plays to unfold that they're, they're at Henderson's ankles before he really has a chance to get going, you know, because of the lack of, uh, option threat. Uh, me and Jay Stevens from Locked On Buckeyes kind of privately talked about how maybe it's time to decide, like, if if you want to run an air raid offense, we need to either, or if you want to go to 12 personnel or something like that, we need to make that decision right now. We cannot keep running this JT Barrett offense when you don't have JT Barrett. If you're, you know, if we need to open it up, if we need to, you know, just have, you know, like I said, if you know, 11 or 12 personnel, you know, get everybody open, keep Stroud in the middle of the field. So he's not, we know when they run these option plays and you're going right or left, you, you know, you're cutting off part of the field. He's not, he's not the freak athlete that fields was to where he can cut back and either take the running lane or he just got that miraculous arm. He's got a really nice, accurate arm, but it's not, it's not like above and beyond. He, it's not what he needs to, to make these throws. Like everybody saw the first quarter, you know, the miss on Olave when that that's a play that was typically made by high state the last few years when Olave sneaks past that free safety, that's a touchdown almost every game and Stroud's checking down. He's, you know, and, and things like that. So they need to make a decision what this offense is going to look like going forward. That, that's just all, that's just all there is to it. Uh, the ball's just in the air too much. The it, with 50, some passes. I mean, yesterday, uh, 54 throws from Stroud is, it's too much in a close game. 54 throws, I expect 54 points. I'm being honest. The the yards per attempt's going down. Um, this offense needs to figure it out, and they need to figure it out like today. And I'm not even exaggerating when I say today. Uh, the it's just uh, it's just mixed up right now. Um, the defense. I uh, got to the quarterback yesterday. Uplifting. Uh, really, really did a nice job against uh, Martinez. Who I mean, say what you want about Martinez. He's been an average quarterback, but he's done it for a long time. He's he's he understands these things. He I thought he played decent yesterday. I thought the defensive line did a great job, especially in the middle. The interior defensive line's playing really great the last few weeks. Uh, happy for them. Uh, still giving up the big plays, man. That, and I know it's hard in, in football. Every team has big plays, but man, two plays yesterday. I think there was two different passes for over fifty yards. Really kept Nebraska in that game, and it's and both of them were on mix ups in, in the back end, which. 
I just got to be totally honest. That has to be done now. That the, 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 we're we're out of mix-ups in the back end of the defense. Um, it just it's got to be over. It's just all there is to it. Uh, the the teams that they're playing going forward are great at exposing these with play action and um, you know the play action game and you know pretty sharp quarterbacks and pretty wise receivers. They will. They will destroy. It'll be. It kind of remind me like the Indiana game last year when it was what five mix-ups in a row gave up. You know, a couple hundred yards passing and touch. You know, kept them in the game and all that. These this next three weeks, you know, are these teams will expose that. So that has to be done. They just have to figure it out. I'm sorry, but but all in all, the defense played. I actually played really well. It was their best game of the year. Let's be honest. It was their best game of the year. We'll talk about defense here in a second. Um, well, when, when we grade it out, we'll talk about the different sides of it. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. Um, I'm not a win as a win guy. I think that they needed to look a little better against Nebraska. I'm curious to see what the voters do this week. I think with M- Michigan State losing, it did, won't change Ohio State much because that means Ohio State is the you know they they took the lead in the Big Ten, so it's it's going to be hard to knock them too much. You know, so mi- the Michigan State loss probably kept Ohio State right where they're going to be. I don't. They might sneak into the top four. They, they may. I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, Oregon Oregon had a tough game, but, man, the weather and everything, they looked all right. So the, the bottom line is Ohio State still has a good path. They still have good teams to play. If they win out, I, you know, they're, they're still in really good shape. But what I'm talking about is can they win out? As of right now, I do not see Ohio State winning the next three games on their schedule. I just don't see it um, just because of – I got eyeballs, so I'm, I'm, I've got concerns, real concerns, and we're we're out of. Let's see what happens next week. Games. It's it, it now. It is now. It's win. Now it's win, 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 win. That, now you have to win. Um, style points. You can't worry about style points. You got to win these games now. So maybe that helps the Buckeyes because that's how they've been playing for a while. So maybe Ryan Day is right, and it's just about going one and zero that week. And you you know you control your fate. I won't say you control your destiny because that statement actually doesn't make any sense. But um, you know that's that's where we're at. Ohio State is a really 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 talented, but still kind of flawed team kind of mixed up a little bit so uh we'll get on to the report card here i know i'm going kind of long but i was pretty fired up this morning this is what happens i take a run before the show starts blood gets pumping and then i get a little crazy so here we go so offense let's start with the quarterback let's just get out of the way i gave him a c he looked rattled after the first series and i know i don't it doesn't i don't know what you buy into you know um body language and all those things but it just it looks bad for a quarterback that you know everybody's arguing he's one of the best in the country and then when he looks that rattled early in the game it really bothers me a couple really really bad interceptions you know the one to the sideline there was uh was terrible you know he's trying to like steal two or three yards um i don't quite yeah i don't understand the uh, thought process on on that and sorry about that guys um and, and it just in his yards per attempts just gone down too far. I, I don't like it. He's falling in love. I know, you know, we'll talk about Jackson Smith here in a second. Um, I just don't like the attempts per yard or pass going down. That means you're just falling in love with this dinking and dunking and, and, and honestly falling in love with throwing this lob and this ball over the middle off your back foot is going to, if those get intercepted, they typically wind up big plays going the other way. Really, really scared. He sh- could have had, probably should have had more interceptions yesterday. Let's talk about the, the, you know, the elephant in the room, Stroud won't run. Uh, I don't think you don't have to, it, it's not like he has to be a super athlete to run, 
But if you're going to run RPOs and things like that, and he's roll, and when he gets out of the pocket, everybody sees there's so much green in front of him, and he doesn't take it. He'll take a two yard pass. That's fine sometimes, but now it's now it's to the point where linebacker linebackers are not worried about Stroud running. So now you've got an extra defender out there. The whole point of these mesh mesh schemes is to take is to get take a linebacker, take a defender out of the play. We're leaving them all in there, so we're wasting that, but we're still wasting the time going through the the option. So it's time to decide. What, what you're going to do going forward, either Stroud's going to start tucking and running or abandon this uh, option offense and speed things up. It, it, we got to figure out one of the two. He he just he, – too many throws yesterday for only two touchdowns. I'm not saying he didn't make some miraculous throws. I, I get that. We're, we're, nobody's saying that he's a bad quarterback, but he's, he's – um, He's kind of stalled out in the last few weeks, and I, I just don't know how much I, – I, I need to see an edge. I need to see a fight. I need to see him, him get angry. I mean, I know, you know, in my head, I'm thinking of the Justin Fields that goes out, you know, w- with um, you know, a sore ankle, comes back in the next play and throws like a 30-yard touchdown in a, in, on a strike against Michigan. That's the quarterback I've got in my mind. I, I'm not saying Stroud can't do it, but I haven't seen it yet, so what am I supposed to say? Um, I, I just need to see. It. I need to see some fight out of Stroud. I need to see him, you know, respond like like his players do for him, like Wilson and Olave. Those guys really pick him up and and are feisty and keep fighting through a game for him like they did in the Minnesota game. It's time for Stroud to return the favor. So wide receivers, I gave him a B. You know, Jackson Smith and Jigba stole the show. Obviously, had a you know historic day. Fifteen catches, over two hundred yards. I saw it. Uh, one th- I'll, a nick on that. This is a Stroud thing. Nine of the catch, nine of the receptions by Jigba were in front of the first down marker, which worries me a little. But whatever, he's he's an explosive athlete. Difference in the game yesterday, he's hard to cover. He, he did a great job. He's he might be the best slot receiver in college football. I don't know. He's he's super good. Um, but you know, like a lot of the, you know, I gave him a B because they didn't do as much. You know, Wilson wasn't there, which is a huge. That's a huge miss. He's he's a he's a gamer. You know, I, here's what I'm saying about Alave. Alave, this we're to the point that Alave can't throw the ball to himself. Alave exposes defenses on the back end and and breaks coverage and gets deep. And he can't if if you're not going to throw it to him, you're not going to know that he's still doing the exact same stuff. And I've said this, and I've said this, and I've said this. The receivers are still doing the exact same stuff there, but the quarterback's got to get it to him. And when you got a lave, you know, breaking deep to the you know the left pylon, and you got Stroud rolling out to the right, it's not going to happen. So we got to fix that. Uh, that's that's a that's a uh, that's an offensive scheme issue, and that's on Ryan Dead. He has to fix this. Um, but overall, pretty good. Good blocking downfield. Um, you know, they're, they're still one of the best cores in the country by far. Uh, running back, uh, just gave a C this week. You know, I know that like, it looks like Henderson's trying, but 4.4-yard average, he had less than 100 yards. You know, the offensive line's not blocking. They're not creating these big holes. It's taking too long to get the running back going. I mean, these stretch plays are taking forever. It, it, you know, the, run, the, the quarterback's not helping at all. I just discussed that. It, it really has stalled out, and it's – you know, it's kind of it's really hurting the uh, the overall offense. No explosion out of the running backs again. Now we're it's almost like we're just it's a one running back system, which I don't understand that with all the talent at Ohio State. You know, we brag about this running back room and then we don't use them. They did help. They do help in the pass game. You know, they did they did a nice job. I mean, Henderson had you know a pretty good day on the receiving end of things, but um, you know, uh, over overall, just a, just an average day for the running backs. It's it's a it's a group effort. It's not all the running backs' fault. It's not all the offensive line' fault. It's a group effort. Offensive line uh, C plus, same reasons. They protected decent. Stroud was pushed around a little bit and and, and rushed a you know a little more than we'd like. Um, 
the mixed lineup did hurt. I was shuffling the shuffling offensive lineman is a terrible thing to do in a game like that. But and and then just no push in the run game. They really just that this is the second week in a row, just completely manhandled up front. And this offensive line's too talented and too good to be doing that. So they got a C plus because Stroud didn't get killed, but um that was probably being kind. Um Defensive line. I gave them an A- this week. I thought they did a good job. They finally, they're finally starting to get home. Um, really got some pressure on Martinez, like we talked about. Got some sacks. Uh, the interior of this line, I said it before, they're on fire. They're playing great right now. Uh, the run game really, really contained the run game in Nebraska, which was huge. Uh, Nebraska wants to break those big runs. Like, well, every team does, but I'm saying – you know, Nebraska has the ability, really, really held them. Um, very, I was very happy with the defensive line yesterday. Good job on them. And I think, you know, they're, they're kind of figuring out, kind of getting to starting to get to the point to where we hope they would be in the beginning of the season. But good job on them. Linebackers, I gave them a B plus. It's, it's, it's weird now with, you know, we basically have two linebackers on the field most of the time. Um, cause we've decided that Hickman, we're going to consider him a safety, but, uh, played pretty well. I thought the coverage was decent. They're not getting, you know, they're not giving up these silly, like big, tight end plays and all this, you know, like they were. I think they're tackling a little better, playing a little quicker. I think Chambers, Chambers had an interception. I know it was, the game was pretty much over, but still, like, that's a game-ending interception. Good job by Chambers being in the right spot, you know, playing fast. So, I thought the linebackers overall did a, did a pretty good job, and especially, you know, I am, I do consider where they were at, you know, to start the season. Um, So, ha- happy with the linebackers, you know, uh, again. Uh, defensive backs, pretty good coverage, but I had to knock them you know they they covered pretty tight you know man to man they did a nice job but man still giving up you know two huge plays missed tackles that really affected the game and that's a problem and i will say this i think they're playing pretty good zone defense and again you know it, there's a back and forth about zone and man i'm not a line up and go man guy when you have a team like ohio state that can score i really you know keep it in front of you I'm not against that at this point. Uh, you, I don't think you have to. Basically, you go man to to leave extra guys and you know in the run, you know, defense and stuff like that. I don't think Ohio State is at the point to where they need to do that. Now we'll see going forward, especially when they play uh, Walker. You know how that works out, but I, I think they the defensive backs did a pretty good job yesterday. But man, I had to knock them. They gave up two huge plays that kept you know Nebraska in the game. So it, it is what it is, but overall, not a but not a bad game. You know, they only they didn't they only gave up what a couple hundred receipt, you know uh, throwing you know passing yards. So not too bad. Uh, head coach, I gave him a C. I was really disappointed in day this week. His team played lazy. I'm tired of his. Well, we just got to win. Excuse. I the the coach speak drives me nuts, and I know that that's. And this is somebody brought this up today. He is a kind of a, a Kelly, you know, protege, Chip Kelly, protege kind of guy. And it's this whole like, oh, I can't be, you know, he's getting to the point. He's getting a little grumpy, get a little grumpy with the questions. I, the one thing I like, this is just, it's not a comparing the two coaches, but something I liked about like Urban Meyer and that he would admit like, yeah, my team looked bad today. We got a lot of work to do. Now, now Day does too. In his press conferences, he does great. I don't want this to sound like I don't like Day, but I, I'm a, it's starting to build up to the like, you know, don't bother me th- with these questions. You know, y- y- you're not seeing. We just have to win. No, you don't just have to win. Sorry, but you don't just have to win because if you play like this next week, you lose. If you play like this in two weeks, you lose. And if you play like this in three weeks, you lose. So it's not just a win. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, no adjustments on his offense. I've already beat it to death, but just not changing anything. Just keep just grinding it and, you know, stumbling the line of scrimmage and then hope the receivers break a big play. It's it's not that it's not that the offense is dead, but there's just 
that there's not the adjustments there to Stroud's skill set that I need to see. So I, I need to see some adjustments this week and figure out how to get these running backs, you know, get them some freedom out there. Um, basically, I need to see more 11, 12 personnel. Uh, the tight ends are playing great this year. I don't understand, you know, what the thought process is. I thought we started kind of figuring it out against Penn State and then we took a step back versus Nebraska. So defensive play calling, you know, once again, head coach is basically coaching staff. I think it's much better. I think the defense has figured out a way to survive. That makes any sense. So um, a little, little credit to that. And he, he is part of that. So I just gave the basically coaching staff a C. I just um, not not the best, but they have the talent to make mistakes. So there you are. So that's it, everyone. Um, I know it was rough. Um, I promise I do like this team. I just have higher expectations for them than this. And I also know that we're out of time uh, to make these adjustments and to uh, figure it out. So next week's game has been announced, 3.30, ABC. It's essentially a night game. I live in Ohio. It is going to be dark <laughs> uh, at the end of that game. It will look like a night game. It's going to be crazy. But what I do like is everybody sees that this team needs to step up. So the the intensity and the atmosphere for that game should be really good because everybody's going to take it serious. So I think that does benefit Ohio State to where they're looking at Purdue this week. They're not looking at a team that they should stomp. They're looking at a team that they need to beat. And I think that's going to help them. And I think Purdue have a little more pressure on the line too coming off these victories. So now Purdue has something to play for. You know what I mean? So that's Purdue can, Purdue's playing for the West and they're playing for, I mean, an outside, outside shot at a big bowl game. I don't think they can squeak into the playoffs, even though I think they're playing great. But boy, if they win out, they're going to be one of the best teams in the country. So I like I like that both sides have something to lose. And I, I think that benefits Ohio State. I'm more optimistic about that game than than people think I am. I, I think Ohio State's the can do it. But I will say this, if they come in, if they start the game like they did in Nebraska, they lose to Purdue, they lose to Michigan State, and they lose to Michigan. I, I just want to say that. I want to be ahead of that you know, right now, but, um, we'll see, this is it. This is the biggest test of, I think this is the biggest test. I mean, by far the year so far of, of knowing what's ahead, knowing what your fault flaws are and, you know, adjusting for the stretch run and you're trying to make the playoffs. So that's it. So, um, once again, thanks everybody for listening. Everybody go to offballnetwork.com. Uh, Check out my other guys on there. Check out Jeffney Sports. Any likes, shares, reviews, retweets, anything you can do really helps. Um, you know, the way you guys know how it all works. And 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 that and you know, get at me, you know, contact me, tell me where I'm right, tell me where I'm wrong. Uh, you know, High State has one of the best knowledgeable, crazy fan bases in the world, and I love them. And it's it's a lot of fun uh, doing these shows. So uh, that's it for me. This is Jeff Needs Sports. I'm out and go Bucks.